Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Doing Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And here it is, Wiz. It is the conference championships. They are here to see who will play in this year's Super Bowl. Wiz, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning uh, from a very, very chilly New York City uh, on uh, Championship Sunday. But uh, looking forward to the games, I I will have to say it'll be almost impossible to replicate (laughs) what took place uh, last week with those four games. Uh, It just was like a crescendo, one game building up and building up, even better than the previous game, which uh, you would have thought would have been hard to, you know, to uh, fathom. Um, considering uh, you know what took place right at the very start, and uh, just just unbelievable football, just uh, a weekend of football that you know you'll just never forget. Yeah, every every game, right, coming down to a, a last kick. Uh, they got there in different ways, a little bit more of a boxing match. Um, you know, in that in that uh, Tennessee game against Cincinnati, you know, kind of a boring game, but you know the games on Sunday, uh, you know, between Brady bringing the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers back, uh, which they all but looked dead in that particular ball game, and you know, culminating as you said with that game on on Sunday night between the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, which uh, probably goes down in, at least for me as the as the best playoff game, uh, maybe the best game I've ever seen. Um, Thirty one points scored after the two minute warning, uh, just uh, incredible stuff. And, you know, I, I guess it leads me to one question Wiz. you know, this is a topic that's been debated before. It's not anything new. I don't think we'd be talking any differently had the Buffalo Bills won the coin flip or not. Uh, and I, and I guess, uh, you know, in, in your eyes, do you think it, it should be different when you look at the overtime rules? Uh, should it be different in the playoffs versus, versus the regular season? Uh, you know, you and I have not really talked about the topic. So I'm kind of curious your takes on that, you know, it's unfortunate that Josh Allen and the Bills were not able to touch the football uh, in that particular game. Uh, I had, you know, we could talk about strategies and 13 seconds left and squib kicks and all that sort of stuff. But in your eyes, do you think both teams should touch the ball? And do you think it's different between the postseason and the regular season? Yeah, I mean, I think college football has two better rules than the NFL. One is something that <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, is pass interference penalties if they're down the field should be just 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. Some of those plays are such tough, tough calls, and they're game-changing plays. And to like give teams 40 and 50-yard penalties on these pass interference, I, I just like them to be 15. I think college football has that better than you know than the NFL. And if it's a short interference, then you go spot foul. And the other thing is, that I really feel that. I don't know what yard line you make it in the NFL because of of the elite field goal kickers and how easy, I shouldn't say easy, but teams are are kicking more 50 yarders than I could ever remember. Then maybe you start both teams at the 30, the opposing team's 35 yard line, and then after, you know, if if it's tied up after a couple overtimes, if they score a touchdown, then they have to go for two. I like that. Those are the two rules I think college football has uh, that is over the NFL. I just don't like this type of thing. I know they've changed it a few times, but uh, I would have liked to have seen a true, true battle between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And uh, we saw it in an epic way in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter, but I think everyone would have liked to have seen that go into overtime because uh, I think uh, whoever was watching the game realized that uh, 
whoever won that coin toss is going to win the game. Yeah, and I think uh, if, if if not if I'm not mistaken in the playoffs, I think it's ten out of the last or or since these rules have been placed, ten and one, right? I think that's the case right now yeah. for for whoever's won the coin flip. So yeah, I think point well taken. You know, you mentioned Mahomes and and Josh Allen. There certainly is a, a passing of the baton that's kind of. Uh, ensuing here in the NFL, um, you, you've got a number of these kind of guys that we've watched over the years that have been retiring between the Breezes and the Mannings and and the, uh, recently Roethlisberger. And, you know, kind of weird last night. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the situation is with Brady. I know there was a lot of speculation after that ball game about his future. I felt the timing of that announcement was a little bit weird, at least initially last night. And, and, and right now, I guess, there's a little bit more question marks uh, surrounding Brady. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but certainly Brady played a tremendous football game uh, against the Rams the other day. And I think, yeah, I don't think Tom Brady's kind of, the, from a timing perspective, it was a little bit weird. I Probably not his intent if someone did leak it out of his camp or, or close to him. And I, I think that's probably part of it uh, with what we're seeing play out right now. Yeah, uh, that that yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll have to see how it how it plays out. I mean, it sounded pretty quick to me, but uh, you know, Schefter um, and a couple guys from ESPN reported it quickly. It sounded like that decision was unbrady like in terms of you figure he'd be a little bit more. It would be a little bit more time consuming um, until a decision was made, but. Who knows? He may have already had his mind made up um, as soon as the game was over, and and uh, it's true. So we'll only only time will tell. But uh, these are things that we'll certainly talk about at length um, after the season is over and after the games are over today and the Super Bowl as well. And uh, we start look, looking at the uh, coaching carousel, oh, yeah. and the quarterback carousel, and, and certainly the quarterback carousel that's going to take place uh, next year with some. Big time teams needing some quarterbacks. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and things are moving. You know, in some cases, moving swiftly. There's a few uh, coaching and GM hires that have taken place already. I know your Vikings have a new GM uh, today. I saw in the news where Jim Harbaugh is back uh, and potentially a candidate for the Viking job. So there's so many moving parts in the off season, and, and Wiz and I will tackle that. But but let's move on to the games today. Um, two tremendous games. I think uh, you have uh, rematches that will be taking place. Uh, only a few weeks ago, the Bengals uh, hosted the host, host, hosted Kansas City. Uh, tremendous game in which the Bengals did win that game. Uh, an explosive game that we saw from uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Uh, and here we go with the San Francisco 49ers taking on their division rival, the Rams. Uh, they've beaten them six times in a row. They've beaten them twice this year. Uh, you know, all these teams are playing very good football. Is uh, excited for the games this weekend uh, or, or today, I should say. Um, and yeah, let, let, let's talk about it. So I, I, it looks like those spreads have stayed really consistent all week long, Wiz, where uh, the Chiefs has seven-point favorites, 54.5 the over-under, and the San Francisco 49ers, three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Rams, uh, of course, playing it at the Rams Stadium, SoFi Stadium. So uh, I ask you, uh, do you have strong opinions on the games today? Yeah, I li- <clears throat> so I like both games, but I- I'm going to preface my opinion on the Kansas City-Cincinnati game to say this. Um, I like Kansas City <clears throat> winning the seven points. We talked about a little bit. Uh, we're in text matches with a few buddies, and you, you said as well uh, that you like Kansas City. Um, but this is a game, in my opinion, that the seven points 
are not going to matter in this game. And I, I like Kansas City, but I am definitely recommending people out there to have who have access to live wagering to live wager on this game because one of two things are going to happen in this game either the moment is going to be too big for Cincinnati similar to what happened last year with Buffalo where they came in and that crowd is is wild and it's loud and it's noisy and you're having communication problems and you have a young team that's just not ready for the moment or or Kansas City is emotionally spent on that game last week, and Joe Cool is going to lead that team to victory. So I would say I'm giving Kansas City out. I like Kansas City, but my preference is live wagering and watch the first 10 minutes of the game because if Kansas City comes out with their A game and you could just see that the moment may be a little too big for Cincinnati. I don't mind laying the points after it's seven nothing, and then maybe the line will go to ten and a half or eleven and a half, and then I'll lay with the points with Kansas City again. Or <clears throat> the Kansas City is is spent, and Cincinnati is bringing their game on the road, which they've done all year. So I'm recommending live wagering, see how it goes. But I do not believe this game is going to end up with Kansas City winning by one to six points. I believe it's going to be a Kansas City blowout or Kansas City is just spent from that game and Cincinnati's going to win the game outright. Yeah, yeah, I think you make a couple of really good points. So, look, the the Cincinnati Bengals are not accustomed to success in the postseason. Uh, it's been a very long time since they've been in this position. Uh, I think we look at we look at this roster and this team and only a couple of seasons ago, you know, before Joe Burrow, this was a this was a totally losing and more of franchise, but you know, certainly prospects have turned around. Uh, Burroughs come back from that injury. Jamar Chase has added a layer of excitement to this offense. Uh, Joe Mixon has played at an elite level. Their defense has improved. So all of those things. I think the one thing, uh, and I think the point that you make is if we watched the game last week, um, nine ta- uh, sacks by the t- Tennessee Titans at home. I-, I think if that kind of plays out, uh, the results will not be the same as we saw last week. Wiz, to your point, I think this is a difficult place, a difficult building to play in. The crowd, all, all of that sort of stuff. So I do agree. I do like the Chiefs as well, but the mo- the moment in my eyes probably is too big. I-, I do see this with the potential of being a blowout football game. Uh, but again, if if the emotions of last weekend and, and the Chiefs are playing a lot better on offense, Wiz, uh, but if that is the case, then um, I, I do tend to agree with your point on the live betting side. But but for the pros- for the purpose of this uh, podcast, I, I'm definitely going to lean Cincinnati laying the seven points. Uh, Kansas City laying the seven. Uh, yeah. Kansas City laying the seven. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So uh, with that said, why don't you talk? You start off talk about some player props if. Uh, you have any in this game that you really like? Yeah, so, so the one thing, too, I want to mention on this game is weather conditions are going to be really good in this, in this particular ball game. I think, Wiz, you've talked a lot about this this year when it comes to, now it was not applicable to the first matchup between Cincinnati and Kansas City, uh, but the tight end has been a very difficult thing for the Cincinnati Bengals to defend all season long. Yeah, I looked at last week. I felt pretty confident on the catches on both Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, ended up winning both of those, but but this week I'm I'm just going for Kelsey on the receiving yards. I, I like the over at seventy seven and a half. Whiz, uh, if the game plays out the way I think it plays out, and in, in view of my 
and my sentiment at this point in time. I'm taking the under on Joe Mixon rushing attempts at 15 and a half. First off, Mixon's become a bigger part of the of the of the passing game, and I think you may see that again if the game does open up the way we think it does, and that you know that can't, Cincinnati really never gets into this kind of game possession type of thing. So I'm going to take the under on Joe Mixon uh, attempts rushing 15 and a half. I do like Jamar Chase, 83 and a half yards receiving. Uh, I, I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who I thought looked very, very good last week, um, over rushing yards, 37 and a half. I do realize that's a complex uh, bet with Darrell Williams probably playing and Jarek McKinnon becoming a, a bigger part of this offense. But nonetheless, I'm going to go with that one. Those are, and, and the only other one I have in this game, Wiz, is Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. Uh, you're paid a little bit actually for that bet. Well, at least you were when I put the bet on. I think it's moved a little bit, but I'm going to take over two and a half touchdowns by Patrick Mahomes in this game. So I watched the game, the Cincinnati-Kansas City game that they played in week 17, and Cincinnati was playing a very conservative defense where they were willing to let Patrick Mahomes beat them by a million paper cuts. Uh, I think Kelsey had five, uh, a very you know like five for thirty. Tyreek Hill six for forty. There were a lot of guys who caught short passes in that game. I expect to come that with a similar approach. I completely agree that Cincinnati can't cover the tight end, but I'm going to go the other route on Kelsey. I'm going to go over six and a half catches for Kelsey. That's the one I feel better about. Certainly could go easy with a couple of, you know, could go over easy as well with yards uh, with a couple of big plays. So I'm going to go over. I feel better about catches for Kelsey at six and a half. And the other player that I like is Brian Pringle. Uh, Byron Pringle, I'm going to go over 37 and a half receiving yards. Uh, out of all the others, uh, when I use others, I'm talking about anyone else besides Hill and Kelsey. I just feel watching them every week that he has the most confidence for Holmes and, and Pringle above everybody else. So I think out of all the others on Kansas City, I'm like Pringle. He shows up a lot in these big games, um, and, and I think this is going to be another week. So Kelsey over receptions and Pringle over yards are my two plays uh, in terms of player props. All right, great. Uh, and now let's move on to the next game, Wiz, which is the San Francisco Ram game. Uh, kind of interesting, Wiz, this year. Um, a, as a dog or a pick'em, San Francisco is four and one, and the Rams are seven and nine as a favorite on the betting lines this year. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I did mention that they've lost. That is, the Rams have lost six times in a row to the Niners, uh, including twice this year. I think when you look a lot of the, uh, at a lot of these matchups, Wiz, it's been dominated by the San Francisco running game. I think one thing that caught my eye last week, uh, by the way, when I say running game, the amount of times that they want to run the football, I think they've averaged in those six wins something like 34 rushing attempts a game. Uh, I don't see that being a different way of playing out this week. I think one thing that bothered me, Wiz, even though that the – Buccaneers really didn't stick to the script. It seems like every time that Leonard Fournette rushed the ball last week, he was gaining six or seven yards a clip. Uh, not that he did it a lot, but that was the case. I think if the Rams have an Achilles heel, it is actually stopping the run. And I think you'll see San Francisco try to play that type of game where that smash mouth football uh, is applicable. So the line is three and a half whiz. The over under is 45, I believe. And I'm going to let you lead off on this particular ball game. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers plus three and a half. Um, you know, this is this is just and and I feel that everyone I speak to or I've seen pick, they all kind of like the 49ers this game, which which worries me a little bit. I will say this: the, the second time they played, which would have knocked the 49ers out of the playoffs. The Rams had that game won. They were up 17 nothing. They were near midfield, and, and, and McVay really botched the two-minute drive at the end. He called like a pass play, and he took a bad sack, Stafford, and they gave the ball to the 49ers, and the 49ers, in like the last 40 seconds, drove down the field, kicked the field goal to make it 17-3, to and it kind of got the 49ers back in the game, and the Rams could never get anything going again in that game. So it worries me that the Rams were in a dominant position. I'm still going to take the 49ers in this game, plus three and a half. I don't love this game. If this game was like on a Sunday among, you know, 16 NFL games, I probably wouldn't play it, but you know, given the fact that it's championship Sunday and we want to give some kind of pick, I'm going to take the, the – I like the 49ers. It's not a game I love. I like them. And I, I guess based on some of your previous comments, you do as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I looked at all this stuff. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you where I'm probably a little bit more confident in my call on the KC game, but my lean is San Francisco in this particular game. Uh, you know, it's a game being played in, in – in, indoors and good conditions. Uh, I, I think your points are correct on that, on that game where they came back to win as well. But yeah, I do, I do worry that, uh, that San Francisco, you know, will, will kind of try to control the clock in this game. I think that's why the over under is where it is. And then the Rams have been playing good football. I, th- I think these teams know each other extremely well. Uh, it's always very difficult to beat somebody three times in a season, but we're not. I'm not exactly calling for them to to win the game. You know, you're asking me the opinion based on the line, and with three and a half points, I could easily see this being a you know kind of one of those nail biters anywhere between one and three points where the Rams win the football game. But yeah, my lean not as confident is the San Francisco 49ers as well, Wiz. And just moving to player props, I'll I'll start I'll start the player props off. There's, a, there's just a few that I like. I'm going to go against Stafford in some of these player props. I'm going to go under 282 and a half. It is currently yards. I'm going to go under completions. I mean, the, the way he throws the ball, um, you know, he'll make some big plays, but I just don't think he's going to like beat them with paper cuts like you'll see a Brady do or the way Mahomes does now. He's kind of, you know, risk-reward type throw. So I'm going to go um, for completions under Stafford, 23-and-a-half. So I'm going to go under yards and under uh, completions for Stafford. And then the two that I feel the best about, honestly, are over both for Robbie Gould and over Gay, one-and-a-half field goals made. I mean, I don't trust Garoppolo to make a play if it's third and five in the red zone. Both teams have tremendous confidence in their kickers. Both teams will send them out for 50s. And both kickers are just automatic at this point. Uh, so in a, in, a, in a championship game, my best prop plays are the ones that I feel most confident about are the two kickers. And I know you like both kickers as well. You've picked them in player props, and you've had them on your fantasy teams during the year. So Matt Gay, Robbie Gould. 
I'm liking over both of them, over one and a half field goals made. All right. Well, we share one of those. I, I went with the Robbie Gold side of that uh, as a, uh, <laughs> you know, as you said, uh, this offense sometimes does bog down. Garoppolo has played well. Uh, but I, I went with over one and a half field goals for Robbie Gould in this particular game. I, I actually looked at the uh, attempts and um, completions for the quarterbacks as well. And because of how I think the game is going to play out, Wiz, I, I went with under 30 and a half passing attempts with for Robbie Gould in this particular ball game. Uh, so that oh, Robbie Gould's not going to throw thirty. Sorry, and a half uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. My, my, <laughs> okay. my, my apologies. Um, I'm going to go. I'm I'm I'm, t- I'm taking two Cam Akers bets in this game. Was I'm taking the under in rushing yards for Akers sixty two and a half. Uh, look, he had two fumbles last week. I think you'll see more Sony Michelle in this particular game. Actually, I'm going to take the under in Akers sixty two and a half. I will look at the over seventeen and a half in uh, receiving yards for Cam Akers. However. Um, and, and I think the Debo bets was, uh, which currently sit at 51 and a half for receiving and 39 and a half. Well, I actually, I think it's up to 40 and a half rushing yards now, but I think, I think in this game, he's going to go over on one of those, pick your poison on which one. Uh, I actually went for the rushing yards when it was at 39 and a half. Uh, but I think he'll be an integral part of what he does in this particular game. And Cooper cup has had a lot of success against the Rams receiving the football. Uh, I took over 101 and a half. That line is now moved to 103 and a half whiz. Uh, and that's where it sits right now. Oh, those are my only uh, prop bets in this particular ball game was. Yeah. I wouldn't talk anybody off of playing, you know, against Cooper cup and any of these things. His numbers are just uh, outrageous. And uh, you know, the, the people who are making these player props, um, setting them, you know, or, realizing that and every one of them is now over a hundred yards just something that you don't see for any receiver not even Devonte adams so over 103 yards i see that and over receptions as well he's eight and a half but uh i, I you know to me i'm not quite sure what's going to happen in this game i really have have no idea um you know, I could see points being scored. I could see teams getting bogged down and kicking field goals. I just don't have a good good feel for it because you're just never sure, sure really with Garoppolo if he's going to really play a, a strong game or, you know, the way he looked against the Packers, my goodness. I mean, at least two, three more passes could have been easily intercepted. And you'd have to think that with the Rams secondary and – they, if he makes those type of passes, it'll be bad results. So I, I understand, I understand that, and I wouldn't go against anything that you've, uh, <clears throat> you've, uh, you've uh, you predicted. But that, what makes you just think that? Is it the two fumbles that you think you're going to see more of Sony Michelle? Is that really the reason why? No, I think it's a combination of two things. Right? Was look, this is a player? First of all, it's been a medical miracle, and the fact that he's actually on the football field right now, and I think maybe a bit hasty in kind of rushing him back, not. I mean, he was been thrown into the fire here, and I think Sony Michelle was unbelievably consistent all year long for the Rams. Uh, so, I just think the two fumbles, yes, are part of it, but I think you know the players' conditioning, I think, has something to do with it, uh, and I think you'll just see a little bit more balance between the two players this particular game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, neither one of us has mentioned him, but there's a real soft spot in the middle of that defense especially in the secondary um, for the Rams. And I'm waiting for Kittle to just have one of those games. I'm not playing it because I just don't trust that against the Rams. That he, because he's such an elite blocker, 
it kind of works against him sometimes with fantasy because they're just not sending him out in, in routes as much because, you know, they, 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 they don't want, you know, that pass, with that pass rush to, you know, for them to get to Garoppolo. So otherwise, I think there's a real soft spot in that Ram secondary in the middle. And, and this could be the type of game on DraftKings. This is the type of game we use Kittle because it could be one of those games where he catches a touchdown, like seven for 90 and a touchdown or something like that. Um, just not quite sure if Garoppolo is going to be able to, you know, complete those passes, but uh, there, there's a real chance for that. But uh, he's just not sure if they're going to keep him in the block or if they're going to send him out in routes, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But as far as player props, I'm going to pass. But as far as DraftKings, because there's just so much upside there, I think Kittle is a guy that I'm going to use a lot in DraftKings. So I'm going to give you a little nugget about uh, Mr. Kittle. Um, in the last seven games that he has played against the Rams was, he has had at least five catches in all of those games. So that's a little nugget for you. The, the last game he had five catches for 10 yards. Uh, so so kind of kind of pours a little bit of water on it. But I think that's a pretty, to your point, uh, in terms of the Rams defense. But but the Rams defense, where the strength lies, as you said, is in that is in that front four. And the, the, the Niners are mindful of that. I think the Niners do want to run the football. I think they're going to run the football over 30 times in this particular ball game. Um, but you can't not look at that stat and the fact that he's had over five receptions in each of the last seven games um, and, and not feel somewhat confident that that's the case once again in this particular ball game. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, just talk about, I mean, I don't know how much you looked at it, but I'm just going to give one guy that I think is also interesting on DraftKings that's playing today. I don't know. I think I, I haven't really looked at the stats to, to to see if this is true, but it just seems to me Van Jefferson makes his big plays and has big games at home. So Van Jefferson is going to be, I guess, my championship Sunday break this late guy on DraftKings. Um, I just think there'll be so much attention, attention paid to Cooper Cup, rightfully so, that this is the type of game where – Van Jefferson could catch a long touchdown pass. So I'm going to give Van Jefferson as my break the slate guy, interesting guy, interesting guy to throw in on DraftKings. Um, you have a guy that's playing today that you know, will probably be off the radar for most people that you think could do something today. Yeah, so I could say the one guy because he did have a big game against him the last time. First of all, I don't disagree with anything you just said about Jefferson. He's done really well at home. He's going to be in single coverage. Uh, a lot of the attention has kind of been obviously Cup and, and more so even on Odell Beckham Jr. But uh, that's not a great secondary. If San Francisco's defense has has a weakness, that's where it is. And Van Jefferson's going to be single covered. So I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I'm going to go to the other side for a guy who had two touchdowns against the, uh, the Rams the last time around. Um, and again, again, it's about less, less, uh, less of, of, of a focus for the offense, and, and that's Juwan Jennings who scored two touchdowns the last time. So maybe a guy that you know, that might warrant some attention. Where you know Debo and Kittle are certainly taking on the attention. Ayuk uh, has actually had some good games against them as well. But last game, uh, Jennings did have a big game and he had a couple of touchdowns. So maybe he's a guy that kind of replicate that uh, that effort from the last game. Yeah, Juwan Jennings is really turning into a, a third down converting first down machine. I mean, he, he's just one of these guys that Garoppolo has confidence throwing the ball. So I like that one as well. 
All right, Wiz. Well, fantastic. Excited for the, the games today. Uh, we're going to see who's playing in the Super Bowl. And uh, I think no matter who wins, it'll, it'll be an entertaining game. Uh, Kansas City obviously has been there before, but the rest of these teams, it's been, uh, been a long while since they've reached this kind of success. Uh, so hopefully an enjoyable Sunday of football. Uh, everybody, good luck on your wagering for the day. Wiz, excellent insight as always. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week uh, as we kind of talk about the fallout from the, these two games. You got it. All right, so Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Enjoy the games, everybody. <laughs>